Thanks for tuning in today. It's Kevin from Bison Moon Group, Reach the Moon Podcast. Stuff I know. Today I want to talk to you about some of the things that we all experience in our daily lives, but we don't really think about. I want to talk to you about the infrastructure of some of the highways and road maintenance. I'm not at all a specialist in it, but being somebody that's on the road, I can't believe how much I see out there, and I didn't even know that was something that they do. I didn't know they had a crew of people driving up and down the highway, power washing off signs, but it makes sense. I was on ski patrol years ago, and we used to have to ski up and down the runs and make sure the signs are clear. I had no idea how much time they spend mowing the lawn, like the grass between the highways, that they actually have crews of guys walking down the highways or residential streets and weedied around the poles, around every individual barrier stick, um, even the, the road markers. There has been quite a few changes recently uh, to the way that the roads are designed. They're using different material. In the U.S., basically, they have two types, uh, water-based and oil-based. And as a driver, it's not something that we all typically think of. But our tires react differently on it. The sound that the road puts off is different. Um, the durability and the longevity of it is different. In Canada, uh, we have a lot of asphalt roads. We don't do as much water-based concrete stuff. There are some, um, I know Edmonton has a big ring road with concrete, and I believe the new highway in Regina has a lot of concrete, and I think there's another one outside of Winnipeg and Toronto that use a lot of concrete. I think, again, it goes back to how the roads were designed, and there's even a town in Alberta that is legislated to this day that you need to be able to turn your horse and buggy around on the road. So when you're in the town, you kind of scratch your head. Why are these streets incredibly wide? And then you talk to a local and you kind of find out what's what. And it makes sense. But that being said, I think some of these modern cities or modern towns, they almost need to be reconfigured or constructed because the modern cars, they stop quicker, they drive faster. And we don't need as many intersections as we do. The town of Edmonton is spending a lot of energy uh, putting in bike lanes. The community in Kelowna, British Columbia put in a ton of bike lanes years ago. Uh, it's a very outdoorsy town, and I know Colorado is doing the same thing. Trying to get people out of their vehicles and out in the community. And I think it's a great thing, as long as the people that are driving beside them understand the thought. And I believe a lot of the road signs that are on the roads today don't communicate very well. Even though we're all supposed to know what they mean, you got to think when you're a driver, you've been doing the same thing for 15 years, and then you decide to move because of your work. And what happens in one city or the way the roads are designed, might be completely different in another city. 
Some are set up like a grid road system and use streets and avenues. And some are strictly names. Even sometimes they'll have a, a road that is there and they'll change it. And then five years later, you'll go back through the town and you think you can head that way, but it's now a one-way street. Again, part of this new society where I think we are no longer thinking the same is we all have a GPS in our pocket, our cellular device, or you don't mean one of the dash mounted systems. They're good. They stay up to date. They certainly as a company or as a system try their best. But then as the people operating the vehicles, we need to be paying attention to the road and if the GPS says, sorry, make a U-turn or turn left, that's when we actually have to apply some thought. We are only as smart as our tools. And if we don't start thinking about what we need to achieve with the technology, we're going to end up getting lost. I know for safety regulations, we need certain things on the roads, like these barriers that they're building nowadays between the highways uh, these long, long, long cable-driven uh, ones, it really makes sense. At the same time, we are driving so much faster than we used to when these roads were first designed or constructed, and they're trying to straighten some of them out, which is a great thing. At the same time, it's creating such a numbing situation while you're behind the wheel. I know it's an industry truck driver problem, and I know it's a for sure vehicle situation that people don't talk about but how you can commute between point a and point b and you can pass a hundred things in the middle and if you sat down and you said hey did you see the clown standing on the side of the road um he was in the bike lane most people would be like yes but there is quite a large number of people out there that would be like no i never saw the clown or the hundred foot dinosaur i'm not a supporter of technology. I know we're moving towards automated vehicles. I don't know how that's going to work if you can control a vehicle to a certain destination and then from that destination onward it's all automatic, uh, computer controlled. There is a lot in the world that let's call it letter H. You're off on a dirt road in a car, in a semi-truck and you have to react uh, to what you see, not to what's underneath the tires. Uh, the human ability right now is a little further far-sighted compared to computers. And I know that we're going to catch up to one another eventually. So at the beginning of the conversation, I was talking about mowing the lawn in between the highways. It is a liability um, that we need to keep the roads clear, that we need to keep the grass off the steel of the poles, things start to deteriorate, they need to be checked on. But I also don't think the average person driving up and down the road is doing the task that they should. There is still a lot of garbage that I see on the road, and it's understandable because stuff does blow off of trucks or blow out of the back of pickup trucks, um, or people put cups on the top of their car and drive away. But at the same time, we're all out there. And if we could even somehow start to think about the world and the impact that we're having 
that all this grass is growing and it's not being utilized and they can't utilize it for the liability reasons. You can't have a hundred people out there planting a garden while trucks are whizzing by you at a hundred miles an hour or 80 miles an hour and a hundred kilometers an hour. You, you can't all of a sudden start putting up planters or you can't have Joe Blow out there wearing a vest and crossing back and forth. I do believe technology of rideshare programs are going to be the mild cure of the situation. I think we're getting to the point in the technology where the speeds have increased to a safe level. But at the same time, on the highways, we're burning so much more fuel because of the speeds we're driving. Or because of the speeds we're driving, it's okay to drive three hours to go shopping. Again, I think that's where technology and our communication with one another is starting to be a detriment where we're just being wasteful. If there was more of a barrier to entry, that's funny, I used the word barrier in my last podcast with you guys. But if there's more of a barrier to entry, then it would be more of a inconvenience or it wouldn't take so long. And really, it's only been the last 60, 80 years that we've been able to commute so fast across the country where as a truck driver, it's expected for you to drive over 800 kilometers, you know what I mean, 400 miles a day, um, and that's a short day. When they bid loads or when they're talking to you as a, an employer, well, do you have a car? Can you commute? We're all starting to spend more and more time in our vehicles. And I can't believe how many times when I'm commuting to work, I'm heading north and heading south is the exact same yellow Toyota car. And it's like, I wonder what that person in that yellow Toyota car does for a living. And if I could meet that person in the yellow Toyota, I would like to know where they work and what did they do for a job? And is there a way for us to switch jobs? Obviously, they live on the north side and I live on the south side. And what would it take for us just to switch places? I know that's an unlikely theory that that would happen. But I know in some cases that is the truth. Where I might work at a bike shop and somebody else works at a bike shop. But we both drive an hour past one another to do the job. This is a personal improvement podcast, so I guess I should give some personal improvement tips. And what I would think about is when you are trying to find that place to live, don't just keep in mind your commute. Keep in mind all the things that you know about the road system. From your house, can you hear it? From your house, do you go through 10 traffic lights? Sometimes when we're actually figuring out where we want to live or where we want a job we forget to look at all those things that just add stress to our life maybe you can actually walk to work and i know it's something that people always say but what do you know about yourself when was the last time you found yourself maybe at a cabin place where you actually heard quiet like real quiet quiet then when you go back to the city you listen to the noise and do you get a break from the traffic or is it a constant hum that you always hear from your house or do you always hear it from your office? I do believe each one of us has our own rhythm of what we like. Maybe you're willing to put up with the traffic or the noise 
But at the same time, I want you to improve yourself by also thinking about others. If I know when I honk the horn, 10 people hear me, is it worthwhile to honk the horn every time I drive past my friend's house? There's a lot of things about driving that we know. And while we're out commuting around, we got to think about things that we know about ourselves and then compare them to other people on the road that might not be as as attentive as we are or other people that maybe only drive once a month. I drive every day and try my best even when I am home uh, not to be the one that does the driving. There are people that sometimes only drive once a year or twice a year and they're not going to be as aware of things as you might be. Sometimes people are just in a morning daze and it's interesting when you actually start to talk to people about driving. I know there are thousands of people that maybe use one foot for the gas and one foot for the brake. And there's thousands of people that purposely always drive the same way or certain people only ever turn right. So even to get to their house in a circle, they only go to the right. And it's weird to think that some people operate like that. So let that be like a personal improvement that you're aware of what other people are doing and how you can change what you do to suit other people to de-stress yourself and to put yourself in a quieter, safer position on the road. If that means stepping off the gas a little bit, leaving five minutes early, then it should work. Another thing that I want to touch on about the road system is with the modern technology in the cars, they are building some pretty incredible roads in the way of traffic flow. But again, I think we have got used to having an intersection every 20 blocks or an intersection is always there. And if we had more, I don't want to call them one-way streets, but if we had traffic flow going the same direction and less intersections, things would in turn be safer. And if we're able to help the decision makers, then it would be a personal improvement for each one of us. If we're not paying the insurance costs that we are, we're not paying the fuel bills that we are because we're sitting at an intersection idling, Sometimes a drive might actually only be 30 minutes, but because of all the traffic and the red lights, it might take us 45 minutes to get there. And if you can save yourself 15 minutes a day, it's a good way to look about things. You know what I mean? In 100 days, you can save yourself a lot of time. And I think that's a good way to look at improving your life. How do you plan out your errands while you're driving around town? Do you go on garbage day or do you stay home on garbage day because you know all the garbage trucks are going to be out? I think that's the weird thing about our current day that we're on right now in April here, uh, 2020, how the roads are quiet. There are less accidents. I know with what I see on the road, there are certain demographics of people from all walks of life that are consistently an impedance on the highway. And I say that as vaguely as possible. They buy the certain types of cars. They park in the certain types of areas. Their thoughts are that way during school hours. And right now with the way the economy or the world is situated, a lot of those people are at home. So right now, you know, I mean, if you look at personal improvement, maybe you can go down to one vehicle um, and experience that. If you're not commuting as much, maybe you can just send one person to the mall. Do you need to shop three hours away from one another? Um, 
and make a whole day of it instead of putting yourself at risk and being at home with your family and safe? Can you cut your insurance costs down to give you more home time and less time at work? Another thing to address when you're thinking about other drivers behind the wheel to improve your own well-being, think that some of these drivers also haven't been behind the wheel as often or possibly not even at all since the lockdown. We need to start addressing our personal thoughts about what we know of ourselves. Do we have to go out? Can we stay home? Do we need to be driving around on Halloween night? Even during a snowstorm, sometimes it's cheaper and easier to buy a hotel somewhere than worrying about coming home uh, during a snowstorm and then commuting back to work. Another thing I'm going to bring up during another podcast, but I do want to just mention it here really quick, is the lights on your vehicles. To improve your personal life, it's something that you also need to think about when you're going out for a walk with the family, when you are when you are picking what house you want to live in. you got to think about lights. No different than when you're driving in the city and you leave your high beams on. Or if you're on the highway and you leave your high beams on and some semi-truck or another vehicle is coming towards you, the high beams are meant to put out a broader light. They shine a little higher and they'll get right into the oncoming truck or oncoming car and then blind the driver coming towards you doing highway speeds. Rule of thumb for my personal self, um, you take the advice and do whatever you like. But basically, if I see headlights as far as I can see them, I shut mine off. Or if I see taillights, same thing. I shut them off no matter how far away that vehicle is. And you'll start to see how many people are blinding you as you're coming closer. I understand we all need to see at night. Uh, but more and more people are leaving them on. Anytime that I confront somebody that has their headlights on, they tell me they do it so they can see better. And that being said, like I said, you're blinding somebody else coming towards you. Or you're just wearing out someone else's eyes that might crash into somebody else, you know what I mean, an hour from when you pass them. One accident with one couple still makes your insurance go go up. So if you want to improve your life, do what you can to try to help somebody else from causing an accident down the road. So please feel free to reach out and talk to me if you have any questions or want to make a comment on my podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. It's Kevin from Bison Moon Group, Reach the Moon Podcast, Stuff I Know. Hey, boo-boo, kick yourself in the butt, and I hope you guys have a great day. Listen to your conscience and obviously share. (laughs) All right, thanks.